ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Well, today we are looking at the section of Proverbs that are described as Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied out. For us, that is chapters 25 through 29. We learn about King Hezekiah in 2 Kings chapters 18 through 20 and in 2 Chronicles chapters 29 through 32. Hezekiah's reign was around 716 to 687 BC. This was after the northern ten tribes were conquered by Assyria. Because of King Hezekiah's faithfulness to the Lord and the prophet Isaiah praying together, the Assyrians did not capture Judah, the southern kingdom. King Hezekiah's reign was about 250 years from King Solomon. One of the things Hezekiah did was he cleaned out the temple and reestablished the Passover. And he even invited all of Israel that were left in the northern ten tribes to come and celebrate with them. In the midst of this, Hezekiah's men copied or transcribed some of Solomon's Proverbs that were not included in the first round of scriptures that the Jewish people used. But by Jesus' day, the Hezekiah's collection was still included because we see some of these passages quoted in the New Testament. So, let's begin. In verse 2 of 25, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. We do see in this section of Proverbs many references to the king and to the people in dealing with the king. After rereading the Second Chronicles passage and how King Hezekiah sought out the prophet Isaiah and how they prayed and sought God's wisdom in what to do with regards to the Assyrian army, this verse has greater context to me. In the New Testament, James chapter 1 verses 5 through 8 says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. The Lord desires to give all people wisdom, not just kings. But we must come to the one who holds the world in his hands, the one who knows all secrets. And when we do that in faith, the Lord reveals what we need to know. Another thing we find in this section of Proverbs is the word, quote, like. This form of Proverbs is called comparative. Two things are compared, either in an ethical viewpoint or in a practical truth. Most of these are two lines, but some are extended beyond that. One that convicted me as a teenager was Proverbs verses 18 and 19. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, Was I not joking? 
in our youth group way back in the day, we loved to razz each other and put one another down in a joking manner. I realized at least one time that in my joking with that person, there was some animosity in my heart towards them, and I began to realize the harm in negative words, even if I am just joking. I recognized I want my words to be used to build others up and to not tear them down. Let me point out two Proverbs in this section that are quoted in the New Testament. One is chapter 25, verses 21 and 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. In Romans 12, the Apostle Paul is talking about how a believer in Christ should act. In verse 17, he begins to talk about vengeance belongs to the Lord and God will repay, which was a quote from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 35. And then he quotes Proverbs chapter 25, verses 21 and 22. And then he says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Some study Bibles explain that carrying hot coals on one's head was an Egyptian act which represented repentance. And so, if your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head. What it may mean is that he will repent and the Lord will reward you. Even though sometimes we think of it as he's going to burn inside because of our kindness to him. I'm not sure which the Proverbs means, but either one I think would work. But what is clear in this passage is that we are to pray and to do good to our enemies. And the Lord Jesus even ups the ante by saying we are to love them, love our enemies. And we do that so that we can be like our Father in heaven. But how can we do that? We pray and we ask our Father in heaven to help us. And we ask him to fill us with his love so that his love is poured out to a world that is lost and dying, even to our enemies. Another passage that is quoted in the New Testament is Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. This is also found in James chapter 4, verses 13 and 17. James, the half-brother of Jesus, says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go and do such and such in a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your ignorance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. True wisdom, as shown in Proverbs and in James, comes with an acknowledgement that the Lord God is over all, and he is over us, and he guides us. And it benefits us when we acknowledge him in all of our ways. Another proverb that I think of often, 
but especially when one of my sons ran cross-country in high school. And that is Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. One thing about cross-country is it is an individual sport as well as a team sport. Each high school runner runs three miles. As with any sport, the best time wins the medal. But then there are seven runners on a team. And if the team does well, the team can also then go on to state. A side note, this is the only sport I have seen where parents cheer on all of the runners because we know what a challenge it is to run three miles. Also with cross country, you look forward to the guy or the gal that's in front of you in hopes of catching up to them. If our son ran all by himself, he would never have made it to state. But because the team kept spurring one another to excellence, one time Joe would be better and the next time his friend would be better and they spurred one another on, then they all got better and they all went to state. Woohoo! We need one another to become more like Christ. Sometimes it hurts like that sharpening process, but hopefully we will stand before the Lord God Almighty and we will hear, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have run the race well. Now, I would be amiss if I did not point out Proverbs chapter 28, verse 14. How blessed is the man who fears always, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Now the Hebrew does not have the Lord in this passage. Some English translations add it for clarification, and it seems clear to me after reading Proverbs, but especially after all of the Old Testament, so far to this point, the one to fear is the Lord. But then when we look at the next chapter, Proverbs 29, in verse 25, it says, The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. Both of these proverbs are antithetical, which means the second line is opposite of the first. We are not to fear people. We are to fear the Lord. So let me ask you today, how is your heart? Is it hard or is it tender? Again, the proverbs and all of the Old Testament is clear. There are two choices, the Lord or not the Lord. And if the Lord, then he encompasses every aspect of our lives because he is over every aspect of our lives. So ladies, if you hear his voice today, please don't harden your heart. Let's be women who fear the Lord and are blessed and exalted because of it. Let's have a tender heart. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.